Hello, welcome to a podcast for the Lancet Child and Adolescent Health. It's 26th of September 2018. I'm joined today by Dr. Jeremy Walsh, formerly of the Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario, where the work we're going to be talking about today was conducted, and currently a postdoctoral fellow at the University of British Columbia on a scholarship from the Michael Smith Foundation. So we're going to talk about his work on exercise, behaviour and screen time in adolescence. Dr. Walsh, thank you so much for your time today. Hey Gavin, thanks for having me. So there's an increasing awareness that movement behaviours such as physical activity, sedentary behaviour and sleep need to be considered kind of in relation to each other across a 24-hour period rather than looked at in in isolation. Could you elaborate on this concept of the whole day matters and and the Canadian 24-hour movement behaviour guidelines? So the Canadian 24-hour movement behaviour guidelines were born out of this realisation that while these behaviours have independent effects on our overall health, Um, They don't exist in isolation. So we need to really consider for holistic child health how the whole day behaviorally impacts the holistic health of the child. So we know that children who have a lot of screen, excessive screen time before bed um, have worse sleep and that sleep-deprived children are less active. And during those periods of less activity, children might be having more pursuits like excessive screen time. So if we consider uh, the whole 24-hour behavioral cycle and how each of these independent behaviors will impact future behaviors and overall health, uh, we get a more holistic approach. So this realization led to the development and the creation of the 24-hour movement behavior guidelines. Uh, And this was created by leaders from the Canadian Society for Exercise Physiology. Collectively, they convened a group of representatives from national organizations, content experts, methodologists, and stakeholders and end users, and created these robust guidelines, which essentially say children should be getting more than 60 minutes of moderate to vigorous physical activity per day, less than two hours of recreational screen time per day, and nine to 11 hours of uninterrupted sleep per night. And what informed these guidelines was a series of systematic reviews that looked at the independent health effects of these behaviors on overall systemic health in children, and another review that looked at the combined behaviors on health for children. Overall, the main finding from these works was that consistently for a child's health, the whole day matters. So we found that kids who met one recommendation of these guidelines had better health outcomes than children who met no recommendations. Children who met two um, had better health outcomes than those who met one. And overall, the best health outcomes were found for children who met all three recommendations compared to meeting two or less. So the real takeaway message from this process was that if we want to consider holistic health for a child and we want to optimize a child's health, we need to consider the whole day in perspective, um, and these guidelines are our best attempt at beginning that conversation. Uh, And these guidelines were the first of their kind. So since the development and the release, um, there's been big uptake from other countries around the world who are beginning to develop their own guidelines and are starting to take on this perspective that the whole day does matter for child health. Well, so moving on to your study, you, you assess the, the association between uh, meeting the Canadian 24-hour movement behavior guidelines and cognition in more than 4,500 9- to 10-year-old children in the USA with the baseline data from the Adolescent Brain Cognitive Development Study. Tell us a little bit about how well the participants did in adhering to the recommendations. So in analyzing the data from the ABCD study, we found that 51% of the kids in this sample were meeting the guidelines for the sleep recommendations, and they were getting, on average, nine hours of sleep per night. 
36.5% uh, of kids met the screen time guidelines, so that's a pretty low number, and the average recreational screen time use was about three and a half hours per day. Uh, and the lowest adherence we found was for physical activity, uh, where 17 and a half kids were meeting the physical activity guidelines of at least 60 minutes of physical activity per day. And on average, we found that these kids were meeting the recommendations about three and a half times per week. So if we look at the number of recommendations met on average, 41% um, of our sample met at least one recommendation, 25% met two recommendations, and 5% met all three recommendations. So in context, this 5% is actually a pretty low number, um, and it, I think it calls to attention the need to really promote this whole-day holistic perspective. And I think one of the most telling stats that we found from this was that nearly 30% of the kids in the study did not meet a single recommendation. So given our findings of how these movement behavior recommendations um, are positively associated with cognition, this is a significant uh, finding in that there is room for improvement in these children. So there we go then. The crux of the matter is what associations did you find between meeting these recommendations and cognition? So the main outcome that we looked at was a measure called global cognition. And global cognition is thought to provide an indication of general intelligence and is proposed to be a surrogate for IQ. Um, what we found was that for every additional guideline met, cognition was significantly higher compared to not meeting any guideline. So essentially, the more of these guidelines children met, the better relationship we saw with global cognition. Um, and if we go back to that 29% of kids who are not meeting any of the guidelines, uh, there is obviously a benefit that these kids are missing out on if they were to start meeting one or more of these recommendations. So we took the analysis a bit further and we looked at combinations of meeting the recommendations or meeting single recommendations alone. And a very interesting finding was that meeting the sleep and the screen recommendation or meeting the screen alone recommendation had the strongest favorable outcomes with cognition compared to not meeting any of the recommendations. What are some of the possible explanations you're putting forward for the associations or, or indeed the lack of associations found in this study? So that's a great question. And if you can imagine a large study like the ABCD study, which is tracking over 11,000 kids over 10 years and measuring a whole host of brain and health-related outcomes, um, the measures that you use to measure things like physical activity and sleep might not necessarily be the best gold standard measure for actually assessing these outcomes. So in the case of not finding um, any relationship between physical activity and cognition, we really believe it has to do with the measure that was used in this study. So in this study, the Youth Risk Behavior Survey was used, and it asks how often kids are active for at least 60 minutes per day. We know from the literature that intensity and duration and type of exercise actually matter quite a bit for cognition. So unfortunately, with this measure, we can't actually tease apart differences in intensity of physical activity, duration, and type. So going forward, I think having a measure that actually can subjectively and objectively assess the quality and the type of physical activity would actually see maybe more of a relationship in these measures. Whereas for measures like the screen time outcome, this was a very robust and very extensive survey which looks at types of screen time and also looks at uh, down to the 15-minute mark how often kids were on their screens. So this is probably a much more telling measure and could explain why we are seeing 
um, the outcomes for screen time, but not for physical activity. So finally then, for you, what are some of the future priorities in terms of clinical practice and research in this particular area? So from a clinical perspective, I think that the recommendations of these guidelines should be considered to be adopted. So currently, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the World Health Organization, and the National Sleep Foundation have both physical activity guidelines and sleep guidelines, but they don't have screen time guidelines, nor do they consider these guidelines from the whole-day perspective. From these findings, it's clear that the whole day matters, um, and we know from previous research that there is a positive gradient between meeting more recommendations and positive health outcomes for cardiometabolic health, and we are now extending this to show that a child's cognitive health could benefit from meeting these guidelines. So clinically, I think this is a very important outcome. Uh, and finally, I think that the screen and the screen plus sleep findings are especially timely, given that children are growing up in an environment where technology is ubiquitous. You're growing up with a screen basically from birth, um, and we don't quite know yet the impact, positive or negative, on the brain and other parts of health being exposed to these screens for such long periods of time. What our findings show is that regardless of content, keeping our screen time to less than two hours per day might be beneficial for cognitive health, and this should really be looked at more closely by clinicians and by parents. From a research perspective, I think that looking at this ABCD cohort over the next 10 years is going to be critical for establishing how these recommendations are, are met and adhered to over the 10-year period, whether uh, patterns of behavior change as children mature into adolescence, um, and especially given the ubiquity of screens, as I mentioned, a lot of research should be focusing on how screen type, screen time, and content uh, really affects cognition in these children. Absolutely. A lot for all of us to think about in relation to screen time there as well, no doubt. Dr. Walsh, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you very much.